We get a one personal space, two personal space, three. Hey, hello, listeners. This is just a quick disclaimer for this week's episode. As anyone that's listened to the show before knows, uh, there can be some adult language, and anyone that's listening for the first time, please keep that in mind. Uh, we tend to be ourselves and not filter, so occasionally a bad word might come out. If you have any children in the room, please put on some headphones or have them put on some headphones. Thank you. That I don't even care about this. I'm not even interested in having this skin on my personal space. You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Alrighty, welcome back. This is episode 132. My name is Nathan, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sean. What's up, guys? And John. Greetings, greetings. Yeah. All right, let's jump right into it this week uh, with the question, did you make any significant trades before the deadline? Yeah, you can say that. Let's hear yours. Thanks, Sean. That Joey Bosa uh, week was nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, me and we we had a blockbuster. Me and Sean. My my issue was, I was what like fourth or fifth seed, seven and four, good but not great, and missing a few pieces, and and I had way too many Saquon shares, if there is such a thing. So I shook hands Saquon for. Well, do you remember the whole trade? It was like Saquon, Frank Clark, and a first for Moster, Woods, and something. Uh, I think. I think uh, yeah. So I got it right here. Let's see. Yeah. Um, transactions. So it was Frank Clark, Saquon Barkley, and a first to me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm four and seven, so I was rebuilding here. Um, and I sent Robert Woods, Raheem Mostert, Joey Bosa, Quandre Diggs, and a third. Right, right. So I got, a, yeah, I ended up getting some more firepower right before the playoffs and upgraded at defensive line. And Sean got an excellent stud young running back that I couldn't use this year. But and a first great, round pick. Right. And it's, it's great for Sean for next year and a first round pick. So I think it was a win win for everyone. Well, and the other thing is my team in that league is really not that bad. Um, it's just been kind of an unfortunate uh, situation where I think I'm, yeah, it looks like I'm sixth out of 12 in points. So I'm pretty middle of the road and I've just, I've been shit on by injuries um, just pretty much across the board in that league. So uh, it was just one of those where it's like, yeah, okay, I'll, uh, I'll take some losses, improve my draft stock here. And then I'll be doing uh I think I got Chubb and Barkley, and then I think I have Clyde Edwards-Lair in that one too. So that'll be a nice one-two-three punch at running back, and 
my receivers are pretty good, even with the loss of Robert Woods. I think I have Tyreek in that one. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a win-win. Uh, Sean is, as much as he gives other people shit, he's a legit trader. Um, it's always been just get in the same solar system and we'll figure it out. You know? Yep, yeah. pretty much. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't like being lowballed. Um, it's just not worth my time to sit there and haggle back and forth. Uh, like if you offer me a, a fourth round pick for Nick Chubb, we're not talking like that's the end of that. Just send me a decent, like, even if you offer me like a second for Chubb, then I'll come back and be like, okay, that's not really reasonable, but like, we'll talk, you know? Um, but it's when you get the extreme low balls or, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Nate knows all about that. <laughs> yeah, so I got one for you guys. Uh, one of my leagues, the LA League, um, we don't have a uh, deadline yet, so I think they might be establishing it as uh, playoffs is going to be the deadline. But I have an offer on the table that I'm considering taking. Um, my team in this league, I mean, injuries have hurt a lot. I think I could be a contender with a solid piece. Um, So I put out some offers to try and get some movement, and someone sent one back that was, uh, I get Zeke Elliott, (laughs) and I give up Zach Martin first. Nope. Ooh. Yeah. I don't trust Zeke. I just don't. Next year, you don't think he's going to be on the Cowboys? No, no, I mean, he will like, be on the Cowboys. Yes, I don't think that you think Dak would going... come back, right? Yeah. So, in one of my leagues, somebody traded for Zeke to try and contend, and he has actively tanked them out of playoff position. I'm not yeah. playing for this year, right? I thought you, said you, I thought you said you were one piece away from being a contender for like next year. Like, yeah, okay. I, oh. I was saying that my team, like this year, has been like hurt with injuries and COVID. So this year's a bust, but my team's not like burn it down yet. So right. I can take one piece and um, build on it for next year. The thing is, is that like theoretically with running backs, you might get one to two more years of like high end running back production out of Zeke. If that, if you don't win a championship in the next two years, you're hurting your team by trading away your draft picks and a young run, running back. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I think you'll get a couple good years out of him. Definitely, without the threat of the pass right now, it's like super easy to stop him. And he's got some crazy fumbling shit that is just ridiculous right now. But uh, yeah, I don't mind it. But yeah, this year he's he's got awful. It's not great. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be getting him for this year at all. And. Right, but if you're trading for the future, why are you giving up draft picks? You know, that does that seems like a move. Like I said, it's not a complete burn down. It's a if I can get a solid running back, I could be making playoffs next year. Right. And I guess to me, I would rather trade if I'm gonna do that, I'm going to trade next year when I know whether I'm contending rather than trading for a running back now and having him not help you this year and then maybe help you next year. I'd rather wait and see what Zeke is doing next year and then trade for him because I don't feel like you're getting a ton of a discount right now on Zeke. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, right. I got one for you guys in that same league, so I'm, I'm not making any trades there, but 
I, I got my seventh win. I'm right on the edge of playoffs, second in the division. And Will Fuller, bye-bye. <laughs> you earned that for drafting a cheater. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, wow, that fucking sucked, though. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, side note, real quick. Um, I don't have trade deadlines in any of my leagues. I don't like them. Um, I think that the not having a trade deadline helps keeps league helps keep a league competitive and balanced because in theory, if you're a bad team with a couple of pieces, the best time for you to make a deal as a team that's out of it is the closer you get to the championship because the closer people get to it, the more they're willing to pay for that last piece, which then sends more assets back to the rebuilding teams, which then rebalances the league every single year, as long as people stay active. So to me, I prefer not to have a deadline. Um, and, you know, if a team wants to sell out for a championship and sell the future and screw themselves for the next three years, have at it, man. Hmm. That's an interesting concept. And I think that there, I mean, obviously there's merit to it and ways of doing that. I'm always concerned of like, what if you're the team that's playing the team that just sold out? And the, then you yeah. should have sent a better offer. Yeah. Or you could do the same with someone else. That's what I'm saying. Like, and at that point, what you're doing is you're saying, how much am I willing to give up to have a better chance at this championship? Cause we know anything can happen in any given week. So like if you sell your team right before your championship game, like, you may up your odds of winning from 55% to 60, you know, cause anything can happen. So I think that, uh, and if, if your odds of winning were already better than 55%, you probably didn't need to sell out to win that. You probably have a pretty huge advantage. So, uh, to me, I think that both teams can sell out and if they decide to do that, they're setting themselves up for failure in the future and they're setting the teams that are selling to them up for success in the future. And it rebalances everything. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, with that, let's look at how we did this week. How'd you guys do fantasy wise? Uh, really well. Um, I think, I lost a few of them, but none of them that I really needed to win. I lost one that I was like 10 and 10 and one in or whatever. Uh, so really I've got like a couple of leagues left that I'm kind of on the fringe of playoffs. And then I have, I think three leagues that I'm totally out of it. And then the other 18, I'm like likely in it, um, which is really good given the state of the, given the state of the season this year. Um, and I think this just this year just definitely benefited um, uh, active owners. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I yeah. I did I did win one league that I was tanking in, um, and the commissioner went against the league rules where you're supposed to set like your best lineup or something you can argue is your best lineup. And he and I were in competition for the number one overall pick and we were playing each other this week and the commissioner benched Justin Jefferson and uh, like Josh Jacobs and Evan Ingram for like Deshaun Hamilton, Lynn Bowden and somebody that was out. 
and there was just outcry across the league. It's like, you can't do that if you're the commissioner, man. Like, like he, it just, it devalues the league at that point. Like if the commissioner is not following the rules, what's the point of the rules? Like, and you know that if somebody else is doing that, the commissioner is just going to dock you draft picks or kick you out. So uh, that was a, that was a pretty big bummer for me. Just watching all that go down. Yeah, <clears throat> we're in a couple of leagues like that. I, I think I'm probably all set with the IDP legacy, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> What's that? Or it used to be the IDP Open, um, the big big play scoring redraft one we're doing, where the the commission just takes advantage of stupid people. I don't think I'm in. Oh, yeah, I'm in that one. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been paying attention, and I'm so far out of it that it. I don't know doesn't even matter oh you're one of those guys yeah but uh no it's a good week 21 and 5 overall assuming nothing crazy happens uh tomorrow which eh, doesn't i mean ebron would need like a four touchdown game and make a shit patrick would need like the best game of the season so far for him combined so i think i'm good uh yeah so eight and knowing yahoo four and oh my fantasy league nine and five and sleeper 25 dfs not eliminated very good week recovering nicely with the diamond rating. So things are good. Yeah. Also, and I caught that Sean, like one thing, like I know we're, we're part of a fantasy show and it does mean things to like set all your lineups and, and be active, but yes. sometimes <laughs> life gets in the way. I did just get married and it's been mm-hmm. a very life filled fall. Oh. And have you, uh... people jump on your ass is getting you, really old. Did you uh, poop at any time while you were preparing to get married? Because that's when I set my lineup, so I just do it on the mm. toilet. Yeah. <laughs> just for your information, when you see lineups being no, changed, you know what I'm doing. Yeah. Nice. That's that's what I'm beating the hell out of my meat thinking about it. Jesus, what? <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Josh, Adam, and Bobby here with the Big Three IDP podcast. And if you've never listened to our show before, here's just a taste of the insanity that you will get week in and week out with the Big Three IDP podcast. Skunks are so cute. <laughs> we just ate White Castle at like 1045 at night. I tell you, one I liked about it a little bit more was Jeffrey Simmons. Oh, what? Did you say a Bartman, like Steve Bartman? <laughs> I don't like Bartman in Chicago this year. He's going to catch too many foul balls. You know it's all about getting real and getting down to business and getting down to the facts. It's a lot of men, it's a lot of mouth. So if you would like more of the shenanigans that you just heard in these little snippets, be sure to subscribe to the Big Three IDP podcast wherever you get your podcast adding. Listeners are guaranteed to have a good time. Hey, you can't afford not to do this, baby. That's right, baby. Alrighty, uh, not too crazy this week. I mean, crazy stories, but not a lot of it. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll get to the Detroit stuff, but we'll start with Will Fuller. 
Uh, gone six games, PED, same thing with Bradley Roby. Uh, is it a coincidence that Brian Cushing is the strength coach there? Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's the private trainer from what I saw, right? That That's like we'll, responsible for this. We'll, we'll never know. Yeah. But I mean, that that's the uh, the link between them. They both have the same private trainer who apparently looked at what this was and thought it was okay, is the story. But right. I, Again, that's I, the story. But if I was taking PEDs from my trainer that told me what it was, I would say, oh, I had no idea. And the trainer would say, oh, I thought it was okay. Like, we're never going to know. Yeah. Either way, whatever it was, it was working. Will Fuller actually didn't shatter into a million pieces this year. So that was good. But now he's gone. Uh, so Fallout. Um, obviously, on the corner side, it's going to be Hargreaves and uh, some other schmucks that we probably don't want any part of. Uh, Cooks. Do we think Cooks gets a bounce? Are we interested in Isaiah Coulter, Kiki Cutie, any of that? Uh, I really like Coulter and Dynasty. I don't think either of them are going to be particularly uh, viable starters in redraft. Mm -hmm. Does Cooks get a bump? I think so, yeah. Okay. Works for me. Uh, all right, and we'll get to the main event now. Sean and Nate's reaction to the firings in Detroit. Who would like to start? Nate, what? Uh, yeah, so obviously, like, <laughs> the human side of it, you don't root for people to get fired. The football side of it, like, this is really good for the Lions organization. Um, I don't know what to do with Lions Twitter anymore because, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like – I spent the entire time leading up to those firings arguing about why Bob Quinn was part of the problem and not part of the solution. And everybody was coming at me about it just like aggressively. And then Bob Quinn gets fired and it's like, yeah, he wasn't that good anyway. And that's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of the prevailing mentality. And this whole time we've been complaining about offensive play calling. And now Lions Twitter is all about like, well, maybe Bevel can turn this team around. It's like, no, he can't. He's the one calling the plays. He has been one of the biggest issues with this team so far. And people are talking about winning out and making the playoffs now that Patricia's gone. Oh, my God. Because you guys are so delusional off your rockers, man. Like, no, Bob Quinn was not a good GM. No, Matt Patricia was not a good head coach. No, Daryl Bevel is not a great offensive coordinator. Like, these are all problems. Bevel won't be here when they bring in a new head coach. This season is over. And basically, it is Bevel's job to just get the young players on the field and see what we have in them and hopefully, like, see that there's some sort of hope for these guys in the future. Mm. Yeah, I pretty much think that all comment sections are terrible and large collective brains are the problem with this country and this world. Uh, I put out a comment on one of the free press's Facebook posts just about like, Oh, what's Stafford going to do now that well, that's like, your problem. You're on Facebook, yeah, man. <laughs> like I just put out the simple, better. <laughs> it's a little the simple, like <laughs> wherever he goes, I'll support him. And I hope he wins a title. He deserves it. And I'm getting death threats from what? Yeah, dude. Welcome to Facebook. Stay off it. 
trash. Jesus. Like people are trash. This is why I don't go on Facebook, man. Just avoid the, avoid it. It's like, yeah, going going on there is asking for trouble. Just yeah, don't mm-hmm. share anything that you have going on in your head on Facebook. You can share it on Twitter. Dumb people will come at you, but they're not gonna. You're not gonna get any of that nonsense. True. I, I just it's astonishing to me the just collective mindset of people and it's the distinction between facebook and twitter twitter's like over the top like uh drinking the kool-aid and facebook's just trash humans but i am so happy with uh the firings um from what i understand patricia's kind of an asshole anyways so I guess I don't feel so bad about him personally being kicked off the team, considering all of the vets and players that have come out after the firing and, and before the firing uh, against him, it's, I don't know. I was one of those. I was leading the train for Patricia three years ago. And, and the last and to be fair. Happened, shown me that it's just like, I don't know. Uh, can't be one or the other. You have to be realistic. Right. To be fair, like that's honestly a good thing because like when presented with more information, you are able to make a more educated opinion. And that's how this works. The problem is, is like our entire fan base has a lot of people that held an opinion and when presented with more information is unwilling to change their opinion it's like uh it's like people that regardless of seeing a globe still believe that the world is flat you know like there's been evidence presented and you're refusing to change your opinion based on the facts in front of you yeah but now i'm looking forward to yeah oh sorry quick question so is this something because I feel like I, maybe maybe it's because when you guys first got me on Twitter, my initial hook in was Lions Twitter. Those are the people I followed first. And for some reason, I just kind of got like in there, even though I have really nothing to do with the Lions. But I follow a lot of those people. I've talked to a lot of those people. And I feel like this is something I see more there is the uh, the unrealistic expectations, drinking the Kool-Aid. I remember when you guys got Mike Daniels. You were a Cowboys it, it, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't belong there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, most Cowboys fans have that. I don't. But yeah. I feel like I see this more in Detroit, in Lions Twitter. Like, remember when you guys got Mike Daniels and it was like, oh, we got the greatest defensive line ever. And it was, you know, you see that with stuff all the time. Like, And it didn't used to be that way. It's kind of turned that way. Uh, it was probably after Bob Quinn's first or second year. Yeah. As soon as the whole like hashtag trust in Quinn thing started, mm-hmm. then it was just like off the rails, no Even coming cult. back. It it did. And like it engulfs probably like 80 to 90%. Like, because I put out that poll like two years ago, like what would have to happen for you guys to stop quote trusting in Quinn? And it was like, I don't know if he wins six games, I think we still trust in him. It's like, how, how (laughs) like what's wrong with you guys? You guys are all brainwashed. This is nonsense. So yeah, I don't know. Quinn, Quinn was not a good GM and his process overall was just bad. And that's like, just from a football perspective, anybody that's followed me on Twitter has seen a lot of this lately. My whole thing is that 
most GMs, once you get to that level, are around the same quality in terms of being able to evaluate talent. Like most of them are about the same when you factor in the help of all these scouts and like all these people, it kind of works out to just like an aggregate mean, right? The difference <laughs> between good GMs and bad ones is the process. If you are really good at evaluating talent, and you're taking running backs and centers in the first round, your process is bad. So even if you hit on the same number of people as everybody else, even if you hit on more, your team is not going to be significantly better. You have to attack high value positions early in the draft so that even though you may not hit on all of them, when you hit, it's a significant game changer for your team. And that's something Bob Quinn has done worse than any team in the NFL. Uh, he attacked the fewest high value positions in the first two rounds of the draft since he became a GM. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, no, I get it. I get it. It's good analysis. I just, so, you know, obviously Cowboys fans are known for the overreactions and the, the drinking the Kool-Aid and stuff, but yeah, I just feel like I've seen it a lot, you know, at Alliance Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see what happens. No argument here. Uh, okay, uh, coming off that, we've got Ashawn and Slay pile on, amongst others, I guess. Uh, thoughts about that? I mean, <laughs> speak your mind, guys. <laughs> like that, that's the thing. Like, uh, it's another thing with Lions Twitter's people just turning on the players when they speak out against the organization. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, if if I get fired by my job and I got things to say, I'm probably going to say I'm like, I don't know why. Uh, like I don't, if I'm a big target fan and Nate works at target and gets fired, like I'm not going to hold it against him when he says bad things about target, you know? So I don't know. I, I appreciate them coming out and speaking out and speaking their mind. Cause like the reality is, is we don't get much of the behind the curtains look we don't get much of what's actually going on. And when players speak out, you get a little bit of a glimpse into what went wrong there. I think uh, someone had said that Ashawn Robinson had four unique tweets this year. Um, so I'm assuming that means like not retweets, not like that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, three of them were against uh, Matt Patricia <laughs> and two of them were, immediately after he was fired <laughs> oh oh my god yeah. got him got him to pick up the phone and tweet jesus right <laughs> people were not a fan uh because that was another thing the lions were interested in signing richard sherman <laughs> and sherman had some comments way back when they tried to sign him about how he wanted no part of the culture that matt patricia had going on here well gronkowski fucking retired to stay away yeah yeah, yeah i mean not ideal Yep. Um, but, but whatever, your guys' nightmare is over for now. <laughs> well, I'm curious as to what comes next. Like, I'm looking forward to the rumors in the season and talking about different GMs and what that might mean. And, and I'm not, that. man. One in five Lions fans wants Jim Harbaugh to be the next head coach oh, of the Detroit Lions. God almighty. If college kids don't take him seriously, what, what makes you think NFL players are going to? I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be want, a normality i will take like you said the mean of uh gms like someone that's just gonna draft normally 
Uh, I'm tired of the Bob Quinn spin of like, like Sean is the one that really brings this up. Like they have to fit the system for him to consider the player. It's not about the talent. It's about whether or not they can do like multiple things on the field. And it's like, for the longest time I was on board with that thinking like, okay, he's setting this up for Matt Patricia. Um, and when Patricia gets it, it's going to be some, you know, nuclear rocket scientist, uh, <laughs> genius level of team. And he's going to do all these crazy things. And it's going to be next level. He's, he's ushering in the new era of NFL through the line. <laughs> That's where my head was. That was the level of Kool Aid, the you know, 130 proof Kool Aid. 16 that, and 0. Uh, it was going to be. It wasn't 16 and 0. It was like 48 and 0. We were going to win the next four seasons, <laughs> including four Super Bowls. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I was. Yeah. And it's just. I do brought very you quickly. Back, yeah. <laughs> it didn't take long. I mean, how long is Quinn been there for five, six years? Four, I think four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast nearly the same amount of time. Yeah. That's wild. We well, haven't fired Sean yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations, right. fellas. Uh, all right. So I guess that was the one piece of good news in here. We'll get to the bad news now. Uh, Micah Kaiser to IR. Troy Reader stepped in, did a great job. There you go. If you need a waiver wire linebacker. John Brown to IR. This one actually hurts a little more. I, I had him kind of all over the place. And when he plays, he's usually pretty good. Um, fallout. Beasley didn't get as many. The, the vacated target thing didn't really look like a thing. Uh, it, this it, week. Really, it really isn't a thing, to be totally honest. Uh, if a guy's open, they get hit with targets. You know, yeah. it's so. Um, the big thing for me is I think this hurts everybody in Buffalo all around because John Brown did a lot for that offense outside of just uh, his counting numbers. Um, he was their deep threat, you know, like when he's not playing, they don't use Stefan Diggs in that role. They just don't have anybody in that role. And so without him there, they don't really take the top off the defense. Um, it'll be very telling in terms of head coach searching to see what Brian Dable does uh, without John Brown, because uh, he's one of the top head coaching candidates in this upcoming uh, cycle. And he's been really good with his play calling so far, but it's going to be interesting to see how he can adjust to having issues with his roster. Mm -hmm. We shall see. Uh, okay. Daniel Jones, hamstring likely to miss some time. Uh, thoughts they might be tanking <laughs> like this might be a like mm, hurt your hamstring please <laughs> well they they said he could play if he needed to but then i saw the other day he's gonna miss some time so how does it go from one extreme to the other that quickly like uh yeah i don't know um, same reason that, stafford had a back injury last year yeah, yeah. and the next year the whole division's a train wreck, and I pity the one that wins it because they're, <laughs> they're the only one that's going to get a shitty draft pick, and on top of that, they're going to get wiped out in the first round of the playoffs. Well, the I saw something. The, the Giants' win this last week took them from 6th to 19th or something like that. Yeah, that's – I mean, okay, so that 
that was a joke. Uh, it's reality, but the reason for that is is because you have to be, I think, pick 19 or whatever if you are leader of your division because you're technically in the playoffs at that point. Does that make sense? So as soon as they led their division, then they took over that pick. But as soon as they're not leading their division, they'll revert back. Okay. That makes sense. Right. So it was definitely like, it was meant to be a joke, uh, but it also is technically true. Right. And, and they probably look the best out of, I mean, them or Washington. (laughs) Take your pick. (laughs) They all look bad, man. (laughs) I don't know. It's we'll the see. worst division in the history of football, I think. Yep. Uh, Nate, you have something on that? No, just holy cow. Like, it's a race to the bottom with that division. And, like, the loser is going to be the division winner. I mean, the Lions just fired their whole coaching staff and we'd be tied for the lead in that division. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. That's wild. Um, Alrighty, so Tua will be the starter if he's healthy, despite the Fitzmagic again this week. Um, so, yeah, that's good for him, I guess. Uh, thoughts? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, that really, to me, feels like... Because they said last week he didn't get benched because he was injured, right? They said they just benched him because of performance. Then this week he's mysteriously injured. <laughs> and then... They're like, well, he'll play if he's healthy. It's like, mm, it kind of feels like you're just going to ride out Fitzmagic since you're in the playoffs. And then uh, if Fitzmagic starts to stumble, then you're going to say, oh, Tua finally got healthy. Thank God he's back. You know? Yeah, I could see it. They're, they're, set, they're a game out in that division. That's, uh, that's the best they've done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it really just feels like they're – trying to manipulate the media perceptive of perception of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. We shall see. Uh, okay. And a couple more Ronnie Harrison to IR. So Carl Joseph is back. Yippee. And Josh Allen, I guess the bad one now to IR, which is uh, unfortunate that boy, that changed pretty quick, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Used to be the good one. <laughs> They're both good now. They're both good. Yeah, I guess we could say that. They're both good. Uh, okay, and a couple notes. Uh, Jim Schwartz pisses off uh, DK Metcalf, gets dunked on. I enjoyed that. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was great. Uh, so, you know, all through Twitter today, everyone's retweeting that and talking about that. But they brought up an interesting stat that I put in the notes five minutes before we started. First 27 NFL games, Megatron versus Metcalf. Who do you guys think was better? Metcalf, because Megatron was injured. Well, I, I think we're talking first 27 full games. Yep, and Megatron was uh, dealing with a back issue for about nine of them. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah, it was Metcalf for a bunch of reasons. Better quarterback play, different era, wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. Sure, all those things. But it's actually still pretty close. Uh, Calvin Johnson, 95 receptions, DK 116, Calvin Johnson, 1,662 yards, DK Metcalf, 1,939, Calvin Johnson, 11 touchdowns, DK Metcalf, 16. So he's obviously off to a really pretty, pretty good start, uh, which is nice. Yes, he is. Yep. Um, And, you know, Schwartz came out today and said he meant it as a compliment. Um, 
how do you guys think that went down? I think you probably did, and DK probably just took it the wrong way. I think he took it the right way. Um, like that's what most <laughs> of the, that's what most of these guys do. I mean, like they like you look at even what like Everson Griffin did, where uh, Zimmer called him a good player, and he freaked out about it. And then Darius Leonard freaked out about Aaron Rodgers saying that uh, Fred Warner was the best linebacker in the NFL and didn't even like the conversation had nothing to do with Darius Leonard. You know, like these guys are looking for something to get pissed off and revved up about ahead of the game. So, I mean, regardless of how Schwartz meant it, like he took it the right way. Yeah. And I mean, DK's a man. Like he's a specimen. I wouldn't want to get that guy angry. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Not at me. Yeah. I got a, I got him everywhere. I was happy with it. I think if I had to pick two players in the NFL that I want to have my back in a fight, it's Aaron Donald and uh DK Metcalf. He totally took my other one. Yes. Yeah, it's those uh, two. I think I think yeah. it's those two, and I don't I don't know that it's particularly close. Yeah, I don't know if there is anyone. Oh, you know who would have been good back in the day? James Harrison. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, and last but not least, is at Eddie P. Lions fan, Fat Patricia's burner. What do you guys think? I think it is. The evidence is strong. The evidence is strong. Let me pull up this guy's Twitter feed. What is yep. it? At E-D-D-Y, at Eddie. This is all one word. Lowercase, okay. lowercase P. Oh, he's Lot. trending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> so, so father of three, check. Tech fan, check. Lions fan, not anymore, but used to be, check. Um, insider information about practice squad players, check. Uh, you know, read some of these things. Eddie P. Really why would you leave the breadcrumbs there? I don't know, man, but it's it it definitely, you know, leaves a strong suspicion. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I did. Uh, I don't know if someone changed the uh, the Wikipedia on Patricia, but they added a middle name, Edwards, Edward yeah. Patricia, Matt Edward Patricia, Patricia. That can't be. That can't be real. <laughs> I I feel like someone someone changed that. <laughs> All right, well, we're I'm I'm getting to the bottom of this in real time. <laughs> I did not see this on the show notes. This is amazing. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's close. still it still says Edward. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I I thought Edward was his middle name. Like that's what <laughs> that's one of the things that lines up. So. Oh my god. It might actually be his partner. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's yeah, it's 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 wild, and he defends him, and he oh, Bob Quinn didn't give Matt Patricia enough to work with, and if they had listened to Matt Patricia, things would have been fine. <laughs> this is supposed to be a Ivy League caliber rocket scientist. Like, if he's really slumming in on. Uh, lions twitter dude most of them do like tons of these people have burners we've seen gms do it before yep oh yeah we've seen all kinds of people do it like uh 
the politician that, that said he was a black guy. Like that that was amazing. Did you see that the other week? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Oh my god, uh, like forgot to switch to your burner. Yeah. Well, and so then the the wild part about that one is uh did you follow up with that at all about what happened afterward? No, I didn't. I just saw that okay. and I was like, what? So the account quote account that he was referencing uh that he was apparently quoting uh without quotation marks whatever he like called him out on there and it turns out it's uh patty labelle's son <laughs> i have no idea who that is really singer yeah, yeah oh my god all right you gotta you gotta look it up later no, I will. I will. But yes, there is a long and distinguished history of burners. Kevin Durant, Kevin all Durant. kinds of guys. Yeah, I love that's... the meme of Kevin Durant just sitting there on his phone, like grinning to himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that's it. All right. MyFantasyFootballShirt.com is your place to get top quality fantasy football gear. Get yourself some merch from some of your favorite podcasts. Need some custom shirts for your league? Contact us today. Just go to MyFantasyFootballShirt.com. All righty, time for Gut Check, where we pair players together, talk how we like them, put them out there in Twitter, and see what you think. So we go with last week's Gut Checks. We're going to start with a pair of safeties here. Uh, Arizona's Buda Baker versus Seattle's Jamal Adams. This is interesting. Uh, 162 votes, 79% Buda Baker. And I bet you anything, if we did that again this week, it'd be reversed completely. I don't really care either way. I'll go. I'll take either one. Yeah, big same. I'd pay, and, the same. I'd pay the same exact price for them. And if I'm doing a startup right now, if uh, Buda Baker went, I would take uh, Jamal Adams the next pick. If Jamal Adams went, I would take Buda Baker the next pick. Yeah, they're they're the same price, and uh, when they're both healthy, all 16 games, close to the same production. Yeah. Alrighty. A uh, pair of linebackers, Denver's A.J. Johnson versus Atlanta's Foye Aluakun, 157 votes, 51%. Yeah, no, that's close. Very close. Uh, Sean, you weren't, I don't think you were here last week. Who would you take on that one? Uh, A.J. Johnson. All right. And fi- finally, uh, wide receivers. Dallas's CD Lamb versus Minnesota's Justin Jefferson. 102 votes, 76% Justin Jefferson. I think I want Lamb. Yeah, that's that's what I said. That's what Todd said. That's what Nate said. It's it's not by a lot, but yeah, that's what I want. For me, it's by a little more than a little. Like I it's not really a question for me. I'm taking CD Lamb still. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All righty. This week we got uh, some more, like usual. We'll start with mm-hmm. a pair of quarterbacks. These guys are, I believe it was like four points apart, which kind of blew my mind because uh, maybe it's a little more than that. Because one of them just started playing a little while after the, uh, whatever. It's Deshaun Watson and mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. I'm taking Watson for the, the running floor, even though Herbert's been lighting it up. What do you guys think? I'm taking Watson. Um, I think we're going to see some regression from Herbert. I think he's a really good quarterback, but a lot of what he does is not 
really sustainable. And I think that uh, Watson's pretty much been playing out of his mind since they got a new, or since not really a new coach, since they got rid of Bill O'Brien. And I think there's a good chance they end up landing a decent head coach that wants to coach him. So um, to me, I think that inevitably Herbert's going to run into some issues that he hasn't run into yet. Um, I think defenses are going to throw some things at him that he hasn't seen yet. And I think that it's just not sustainable to continue doing what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's a rookie season like I've never seen before. Um, I mean, to be honest, like he's excelling in a lot of the same things that Baker Mayfield is. Like he looks like if you look at just pure numbers, he looks like Baker Mayfield. Um, and we saw what happened. It just like thing certain things will just regress, and certain aspects of your play are going to regress when people figure out what your tendencies are and what you like to do, you know, like not necessarily like figuring out how to beat you, but being like, yeah, okay. So like, we can't give you these one-on-one shots down the field because you're going to take them every time. So we got to protect deep a little more. And then you start playing a little more conservatively. And then, you know, maybe your touch accuracy, which is one of your weaker aspects of your game suddenly starts to get exposed when you're asked to, you know, make accurate passes in that like five to 15 range. Gotcha. So my question here is, let's say we're looking at a startup um, draft, you know, for next year. Um, Does, I feel like Deshaun Watson being more established, uh, we've got track record and everything and Justin Herbert kind of just landing his job, you might be able to get both of these guys. Like, I feel I like Deshaun Watson is going to be in that first grouping of quarterbacks, and then Justin Herbert's going to be later on. I don't think the hype has pulled him up into the Josh Allen, um, the it, it has Lamar Jackson. The thing is, it's like – you don't need everybody to be as high on one player for him to go early. You need one person. And there are a lot of people out there that are big, big fans of Justin Herbert. These guys are probably going in the same area, uh, Watson mm-hmm. and, and Herbert. Um, I would guess if you did a super flex draft right now, they'd both go second round ish. Like early, yeah. early to mid. Yeah, that's, round. that's, that's right. That's probably where he would go. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's, I don't put him there though. I, I think those guys that have the rushing floor are still what I would take first. I think Herbert's a decent athlete too. He's just not been asked to do that stuff so far, but the one thing that concerns me with Watson is just um, the previous injuries and the, he had, what was that last year that he just didn't perform very well. And do you think that's, just he's had, he's, yeah, he's, he's had some stretches, but yeah, he's had some difficult I seasons. I, st- I just, I that's still the only him. thing that, yeah, well, that's the only thing that kind of makes me want to go Herbert. Just for but, the... but Herbert, Herbert's going to have those though. That, that's true, the, true. The, no, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I probably still would put Watson above Herbert. It's, I think it's going to be interesting. We'll see, it's a hype test for sure. Uh, okay, moving on. We got a pair of corners. These guys are actually in very similar situations. They're quote second corners on their team, even though 
They're the best corners IDP production-wise on their team, and they're across from shutdown corners. Troy Hill has Jalen Ramsey. Xavier Howard has Byron Jones. These guys are separated by four IDP points from the league I took this in. Who are you taking? I think I'm taking Xavier Howard just because he's been more consistent. Um, he doesn't have as many boom games, but he seems to do something every week. And, it, yeah, it's similar situations. They're not throwing at Byron Jones. They're not throwing at Jalen Ramsey. So you're, you're good either way. Yeah, I think I'm taking Xavier Howard as well. I'm just uh, pulling up his numbers here. But um, he's definitely the better player. Uh, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I'd like Xavier Howard is going to be around for a while and he's going to be a really good player. And for me, that longevity and just that like security there is far more important than the, you know, random corner production right now. Um, cause I think good players, especially at that position rise to the top of, you know, whatever. I'll go Howard there, too. All righty. Last one's uh, interesting. A uh, pair of linebackers, uh, Alex Singleton, who's recently emerged on the Eagles, or Nick Kwiatkowski of the Raiders. I would tend to trust Kwiatkowski a little bit more. No real reasoning to that. I mean, he did get signed over there. They they paid him. Singleton's kind of come out of nowhere. We don't know what that's going to look like when Nathan Gary gets back. Uh, it feels like production by default um yeah that's kind of where i'm at with it what do you guys think that's exactly what it is production by default and the eagles are going to try and fix their linebackers at some point it's one of the worst groups in the entire nfl yeah i go kwiatkowski as well yep these are all hype checks basically this week Mm, so we'll see nice Alrighty, time for listener questions. This is the part of the show where Johnny uh, goes through the Slack channel and uh, pulls a question out of the hat. Um, so, Johnny, uh, what do we got first? We got a question from Joe G. He's uh, asking, what's wrong with Blake Martinez? Well, I mean, nothing has changed with his snaps or his role or anything. They've run into some bad offenses, uh, some bad game script. Um, I think since he ran like 12 times or something, it was not much. It was not much. There wasn't a lot for him to work with. And that's happened a couple times now. They've had some games where they've really, their offense is one time of possession and the defense wasn't on the field a lot. So I just feel like it's outside stuff happening. Um, You know, as long as he's playing 100% of snaps in that role, once they run into a real offense, I think he'll be fine. He's also not a very good football player yeah but we're talking about idp production not like winning games no i know but like so much of what made him succeed with the packers was just what he was being asked to do and now he's in a different scheme and he's not playing as well yeah, I mean, I don't know. I look at this stuff every week, and when they're up against like a real offense, he's got like 10, 15 tackles. They play the Bengals, he doesn't. That doesn't seem random to me. 
Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, oh, yep. I got this one. So uh, we got an Outlook one from uh, Juju Smith Loser at Outlook.com asks, is there a chance we'll see a return to IDP relevance for Tracy Walker, Jeff Okuda, and others now that the genius has left the building? Sorry, I asked that question again. I was still getting over Juju Smith Loser. <laughs> so whoever this guy is wants to know if uh, Tracy Walker will be relevant again. If Jeff Okuda, if, uh, you know, Jelani Tavai, like what's that defense look like now that Patricia's gone? That's stay a great – Stay away from all of it. <laughs> um, we have no idea what it's going to look like. And on top of that, uh, Jelani Tavai is bad. Um, Jared Davis is bad. Okuda is – not playing well right now, and Tracy Walker is not playing well right now. Will Harris also bad. So, just stay away from it. Okay, gotcha. so rest of this season, you think it's still J. Ron Curse is the guy, and O.R.E.A., and Okuda doesn't see snaps again, and Walker stays at 48%. And No, Okuda will see snaps. Like They're going to try and get their young people in the field. I just don't know how well it's going to translate to IDP performance because none of them are that great. All righty. Yep. All right. Alrighty, Johnny. Uh, let's start off with most important waivers, and then we can get into our week in review. Okie dokie. So this is going to be a giant shock to you guys, but to hear Whitehead lost his job last week. Wow. I know. That's why it matters being good. Yeah. So it's uh, Jermaine Carter now. Uh, Jeff Heath also replacing Eric Harris over at the Raiders. Uh, Nicholas Morrow seems to have displaced Corey Littleton even after he got off COVID IR. Uh, Nick Vigil, if there's no Perryman or White, uh, but it's dependent on those two not being there. Uh, Matt Milano, if he's dropped, he's coming up on the end of his uh, three-game IR, and I assume they'll put him back in. Uh, not Xavier McKinney. Because I don't know about you guys, but uh, I can't decide which one of his six snaps I enjoyed the most this week. Um, also, the third one. Yeah. Also, not Will Compton. They're doing like a split thing there. So, no direct replacement for J.M. Brown. Uh, there's a couple guys in Atlanta that have been decent lately Stephen Means and Jacob Tuiati Mariner at defensive end, only in crazy deep leagues. Uh, Bryce Hall is the corner to own on the Jets at the moment. DJ Reed is out with Shaq Griffin in. Troy Reader is in with Micah Kaiser out. And Richard Sherman is back from IR and is a streaming corner once again. I've got some offensive ones. I'll fire them at Sean here. Devontae Booker. Uh, pending running back injuries. Kiki Cutie. Cute. What up? No. Cam Akers. Yes. Rashad Perryman. No. Colin Johnson. No. Alan Lazard. Lazard. Lazard, yes. Chad Beverly. No. Ito Smith. Pending running back situation. Gabriel Davis. Yes. Isaiah Coulter. Dynasty only. And DeAndre Washington. No. 
All right. Nice. All right. Well, with that, let's get into our over, met, and under. Uh, we can just do these all at once. So, Johnny, just give me all three. Okay. Over this week, uh, Joey Bosa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyrell Adams and AJ Klein. Met Aaron Donald, JJ Watt, Tredavious White. Underproduced Shaq Thompson, Blake Martinez, Buda Baker. All right. Uh, so my over at quarterback is Mahomes, receivers Tyreek. Those are pretty much givens. Uh, running back Antonio Gibson, tight end Dallas Goddard. Uh, my Met production is Stafford finally had a nice game. Chris Carson returned nicely. T.Y. Hilton had the game that everyone kind of expected him to have all year. And Evan Ingram finally had catches of longer than two or three yards. Um, my uh, under expectation is uh, Derek Carr, who had an awesome game last week and was garbage this week. Uh, Philip Lindsay with no passing game in Denver uh, should have done better. Um, CD Lamb had the drop touchdown. He should have done much better. And uh, Darren Waller had a pretty shitty game, too. Yeah, all the Raiders did. Yep. <sighs> Okie dokie. Uh, Nate? Yeah, so my over is J.J. Watt with that pick six. Um, Met Foye Luwakun. He was good this this week. Uh-huh. Uh, and then under, Johnny, you said it, Buda Baker. Yeah. You know, I was joking when I said Jordan Poyer would be safety one this year, but uh, Jordan Poyer safety one and has been. For like a month. Yeah. So that's nice. Where are we sitting on cornerback one? It's Malcolm Butler. All right. By how much? How much are we? Uh, Three points. Are we... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dynasty Football Digest, your new essential site for dynasty information. For as little as $1 a month, gain access to all that we have to offer. Rankings, trends, ADP, in-season assets, and a Slack chat just for subscribers. Purchase today at DynastyFootballDigest.com. By the way, uh, by our scoring that we did for all the COVID leagues, Carlton Davis is cornerback one, followed by Xavier Howard and then Malcolm Butler. Okay, well, that scoring isn't everyone's scoring. Nobody so. has standard scoring. So I'm just going by the one we have 15 leagues in. Mm. Okay, well, cool. he's, not, he's not in mine. <laughs> you're, in, you're in 15 of these leagues. Are you, in a, are you in 15 other leagues that have the same exact scoring? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. What the hell is the scoring? I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's Steak or Salad. It's where we pick something that was good in the week and something that was bad. Uh, I guess we'll just do them both. Uh, Steak this week, Salad Yahoo week, getting the diamond rating back on track. Uh, Salad, uh, in that big bunny league we're in, uh, you and me, Nate, I sat Tyrell Adams for Denzel Perryman. Not Ooh. ideal. Yeah. No. John, what do you got? Uh, steak was uh, that we kind of have hope for the Lions' future here, um, which is great because uh, we previously had not. Um, and salad is that uh, 
I found somebody to buy my PS4 off me and a bunch of my games, so I had committed to getting the PS5 and uh, made that decision today. I have several friends who already have it, and there was not a single stock drop anywhere on the internet all day today. The first day without a drop anywhere as far as I can think of. Hmm. How are you keeping tabs on where they're getting dropped and stuff? Uh, there's a couple of websites that have it, and then there's a uh, awesome Twitch streamer. Uh, I should actually probably give him credit on this because um, he's been doing awesome work. But uh, he set up a program to basically check all of the uh, all of the websites um, for their stock and just check and see who has stock and who doesn't. And so you can leave it up on your computer and it stays silent um, until something pops up and then like the the Call of Duty nuke sound goes off. So if you just leave your volume on, it's dead silent. And it'll just alert you when something goes off and then he'll jump on and he'll tell you like where to find it and stuff. Um, so that is... That's pretty uh, neat, actually. Yeah. Um, so his name is KillerCam1020. So uh, check him out on Twitch, because uh, if you're looking for a PS5 or an Xbox, uh, that's really the easiest way to get it, because this program just runs 24-7, and then it'll just notify you when something is available, and you can jump right in. Nice. So you have to sit there refreshing or anything, just leave it up on your computer, your phone, or whatever, and then it'll just tell you. Yeah. Nice. What's the salad? That, that, that was, was the salad that I didn't get a PS5 today. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. The that, like, the... I had a day where I had time to sit here and like pay attention mm -hmm. to it, and it's the first day with no stock coming out anywhere. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Uh, well, my stake uh, is that this past weekend I rearranged my desk and now my Xbox is connected to one of my screens uh, around my desk, and I started playing Red Dead again. So, you're going you gonna to actually get through it this time? Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the point. That's the plan here is to finish it. Um, well, the last time I played it, I restarted because I had gotten to the point where you go off you know, onto that island. Yeah. And you lose out on like everything that you missed. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm just going to restart and like go through and do all this stuff. And then I just didn't like keep playing. So now I'm playing and I got the, the white pony. Finally, Did you just call it a pony or the white horse, whatever the, the there's a big difference. Arabian. <laughs> there's, there's no bandit riding around on a pony. You can you can still yeah, and when you get back from the island, make sure you grab the black pony because you can you can buy that immediately when you get back. God, I hate yeah. both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I you know when I have a little bit of time, I jump on and it's like just a swivel, and now I'm playing Red Dead. It's it's fun, and uh, that's I don't know, I don't know if it makes me more or less productive, but it's something. Um, and then for my salad, uh, I found out that cutting 
NFL or uh, college football film takes forever. And yes, it does. Shout out to all the people that actually do it and release it to the public because it is a pain in the motherfucking dick. Yeah, and Sean and I have taken on a project to try and create our own personal film library. Uh, whether or not that is released to the public, don't know. Have to go some legal... See how much we get done and how timely it is. <laughs> yeah, see what we can do and but yeah, we uh, we kicked it off this past week, and today I was cutting up my first uh, first game, which was Pitt versus Clemson. Um, I'm learning a lot about the draft uh, as far as like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, um, some of the players on Pitt's defense. I got to look into a little bit more, but they were giving uh, Lawrence some trouble. So, uh, but yeah, six hours so far, and I haven't even made it to the fourth quarter. I, think I might have to reevaluate how deeply I the process. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it, though. You try something. If it doesn't work, you change the process. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, hopefully this off season I can talk a little more intelligently about the draft. We oh. shall see. I don't know. High hopes. The IDP Guys is your number one resource for IDP information for your fantasy leagues. For as little as $1 a month, get access to all that we have to offer. Rankings, ADP trade calculator, in-season assets, and a Slack chat to get personal help all year round. Purchase today at IDPGuys.org. Alrighty, Johnny. Uh, it's time for your segment, and this is brought to you by Statement Games, where we sponsor one of their uh, tournaments, the uh, Sunday night NFL game. And uh, Johnny gives you the top three picks, and the we usually give away a jersey along with uh, Statement Games for. Uh, one of the contest winners from that tournament. We don't have one from last week, so we're starting fresh. Johnny, take it away. Yeah, yeah. So you just go to uh, statementgames.com. You don't even have to make an account. You can log in with your Google or your Facebook, I believe. Uh, definitely Google. Uh, it's free to play. Um, you win your contest. You get your name thrown in a hat uh, with a couple other winners from other contests. Uh, you get your name out of the hat. You get the jersey. Any jersey you want, any team, any player, any size. What's there not to like about it? Go to statementgames.com and play with us this week as we do the Broncos Chiefs Sunday Night Massacre as the Broncos get their booty holes turned inside out on national television. Uh, we're just going to do these together because I haven't. we got sent some of it. So we'll do these together. So Mahomes over under three and a half touchdowns. I'm going under. Uh, I don't think he's going to have to throw four or five touchdowns. I think they'll be able to run a couple in. Defense will probably score one, maybe special teams. Uh, you know, they just it, it doesn't need to be a crazy Mahomes week, I feel like. What do you guys think on that? I still yeah. think he goes over. They go for the kill. They never slow down. Like, they're a team that just keeps putting up points. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't have uh, over three against Tampa Bay, so. I don't know. No, we'll 
They did keep throwing, though. They just – Tampa Bay did a good job of taking away Tyreek. What? <laughs> taking Tyreke. away Tyreek? <laughs> yeah, he went, he, went for, he went for over 200 in the first quarter, and then they held him to, like, 60 the rest of the game. Yeah, he had another touchdown, too. Uh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, like a five-year they, they, they didn't take what away Tyreek. <laughs> They, def- they definitely did. After the first quarter, when he blew up for over 200 yards, they took him away after that, and he was on track for to break the record, and he didn't come close. Yeah, he still had another 60 and a touchdown, a bunch more catches. So Yeah, over, over three quarters, they didn't let him go deep, but the point was Mahomes didn't stop throwing. It was just less effective once they took away the deep stuff from Tyreek Hill. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Uh, Nate, what do you got over under? Uh, I mean, honestly, I could see both. I probably, uh, in that game, I don't know. I would probably go over just because it's just going to be a massacre, like you said. Mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards-Alaire over under one rushing touchdown. I think he gets one this week. It might be receiving, though. That's the issue. This is a rushing touchdown. Right. Is it also over one? So he it's, needs it's, two? It's, it's 0.5, so he needs precisely okay. one. Um. Uh, yeah, I think he gets one. Yeah, I think so too. It feels like a Edwards Hilaire week, even if it's just uh, you know, garbage time. Um, running out the clock and shit, and he breaks one. I could see that. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs over under three and a half sacks. Uh, that's tough. I'm gonna say under. I was looking at this today. Clark and Jones are not having the type of year we thought they would. No, they are not. Yeah. Um, I mean, their defense will play fine, but I just think under on the sacks. Uh, Harrison Bucker over under two and a half field goals. I don't even know if they need field goals. I'm going to go under. <laughs> I'm going to take the under too. <laughs> yeah. At, at extra points, set that at like seven and a half. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Tyreek Hill over under 87.5 receiving yards. I will take the over. Yep. All right, so that's the Sunday night contest. The other bet we had last week was Texans minus three at Detroit. That uh, that was fine. That worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Just bet against Detroit the rest of the year, man. <laughs> uh, so that we're ten and five on the season. I'm going to take this week the Raiders minus seven and a half at the Jets in a bounce back game after looking like absolute shit last week. Uh, this is a good team to get the train back on the tracks and uh, just steamroll them completely. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I like that one. All righty. Yeah. So we got. All righty. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at IDP guys. Individually, I'm at Nate Cheat. John is at OrangeMan3142. And Sean is at Lanny1925. Subscribe to the show. Go to IDPGuys.org. On the sidebar, there are links for iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and an RSS feed for the podcatcher of your choice while you're there become a subscriber to the site for a dollar a month you get access to premium data um, tools the subscriber slack channel um, all sorts of great stuff to help you win your league each year uh, also make sure that you are su- subscribed to our youtube channel writer digest network that's r-e-i-t-e-r digest network uh, a lot of great shows um, a lot of good content we're really putting forth um an effort to to build that up and uh in the coming 
Uh, this year we've increased that to quite a few shows and we have more plans going forward. Um, but with that, any last minute uh, quips or inspiration from you guys? <laughs> 